everyone. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdBits. Today I'm going to talk about how to buy gold in a self-directed retirement plan. Uh, but before I get started, just have a couple announcements. This is a new type of podcast. Really excited about this um, podcast, AdBits, where I'm going to take a deep dive into a bit of knowledge on a specific self-directed retirement topic. So it's a new podcast in the sense that it's really focusing on a very important weekly topic and you'll get a deep dive or a bit of direct knowledge on a subject. So definitely subscribe if you haven't already. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, The other announcement is a second or third podcast, I should say, called AdMail, which is just launching where I'm going to answer or basically discuss three questions, three of the best questions that I received from clients the week prior. So it's going to be a really fun uh, type of podcast where we'll go through some of the best questions um, that I receive from clients and kind of talk about them. So super excited about that. Um, so definitely subscribe and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So let's let's get right into the topic today, how to buy gold or other precious metals in a retirement plan. And the reason it's a very timely type of topic is because gold just recently broke the $2,000 mark for the first time ever uh, last week. And now I'm taping this August 13th, so this was the first week of August. It's since pulled back a little bit um, because there's hopes the economy uh, will continue to uh, grow. Uh, There's a sense of vaccine could be possible this year. So there's been some positive um, feedback or uh, I guess projections on the economy, which generally hurts the gold market, right? Generally, gold goes up when uh, there's uncertainty in the marketplace, generally uh, goes in reverse to the equity markets. When the markets are strong, gold is low. When the markets are volatile, like COVID, gold is high. And when I say gold, I mean all precious metals, gold, silver. Believe it or not, as of early August, gold is was been up 30% this year, almost the best performing asset, um, just like Bitcoin, um, where if you look at NASDAQ, uh, it's gone up 18%. Um, so gold's done really well. And obviously with COVID, everyone is looking for a safe haven and they've turned into precious metals. So let's talk about how do you buy gold and other precious metals with a retirement account. And for that, you got to look right to the tax code because like everything in life, when it comes to tax, The tax code is the Bible. So that's the first book you open. Just like when you're thinking about um, self-reflection, you go right to the Bible. Well, as a tax lawyer, I go right to to the tax code as my Bible. 408 Amazon Michael talks about investments and collectibles treated as distributions. So basically, if you look at 408M, it says you can do anything but certain things. And it lists collectibles, which is a work of art, rug, antique, 
a certain metal or gem, stamp, coin, alcoholic beverage, not sure where they got that one, but basically, you know, baseball cards, anything that is a collectible. And it's debatable whether art now is a collectible. I hope that changes at some point because the art market, especially with the advent of the internet, there's a, there's a market for art. You can, you could sell art pretty easily. Um, versus, you know, in the seventies and eighties, when 408 was developed, it was much harder to sell art and get a, an ascertainable value today. It's much easier. So I'm hoping that will change. And that's a topic for a separate podcast, but let's go into metals. If you look at 408 M and once you go past collectibles, you collectible says any metal or gem. Okay. But then there's an exception for certain coins and bullion. And it says for purpose of this subsection, the term collectible shall not include any coin, which is a gold coin described in paragraph seven, eight, nine, or 10, a silver coin, a platinum coin, a coin used under state law. And then it says in B, any gold, silver, platinum, or palladium bullion of a finesse equal to or exceeding the minimum finesse of a contract market. And if such bullion is in the physical possession of a trustee, described under subsection A of this section. So let me just summarize that for all you listeners who probably didn't go to law school and didn't want to be a tax lawyer. It basically says that, hey, you can buy with your retirement account, IRA or 401k, any gold coin, silver coin, platinum coin, American Eagle statemented, any type of coin that's bullion. Bullion is a type of finesse, 0.99, a good quality. Okay, and it says you can also buy gold, silver, platinum, and palladium bars, right? So bullion can mean coins, and it also can mean bars. And the key is bullion because you can't just buy commemorative coins or coins that don't satisfy the bullion quality. So once you have a coin that's bullion, it could be statemented, American Eagle, it can be even a foreign coin. It just needs to be a finesse of bullion or bars like gold or silver, platinum or palladium bars of a bullion finesse. Okay. And then once you've satisfied that definition, so the first thing to know is, can I buy this bar? Can I buy this coin? If you satisfy the bullion finesse requirement, then the next condition is if such bullion is in the physical possession of a trustee, which basically means if you go through the tax code, a trustee is defined under code section 408A as a bank, okay? Um, and then if you look at 408N, it defines a bank as any bank or insured credit union. Um, so it's a US bank. Section 541 defines a bank as a bank or trust company incorporated and doing business under the laws of the United States, including the DC or any other state. Um, so basically to summarize that, if you wanna hold precious metals, approved bullion coins or bars. It needs to be at a US bank or depository, which is essentially a trust company um, that's regulated. And the idea is that, hey, they don't want you holding your bullion at home um, because they want it to be in a regulated type of environment. So let's break down those two requirements, okay? Because we know, number one, it has to be a certain finesse. So we talked about it has to be either whether it's a coin or a bar, it's gotta be bullion finesse. And then number two, it needs to be physically in the physical possession of a US bank or depository. 
Okay, so let's focus now on the second part since we know what the rules are and what type of coins or, or metals you can buy. Let's focus on physical possession. So the, the code says physical. It actually says the word physical possession. So clearly you can't hold the coins or the metals at home, right? Because a physical possession in a bank is not your house. You don't live in a bank. Okay, so anyone, anytime people say, and I've heard this on Sirius Radio, I've seen ads on the internet, and it drives me crazy, and it drives RITA, the Retirement Industry Trust Association, which is basically the organization that governs IRA trust companies. It drives all of us crazy when people out there say that you can hold gold at home. Okay, they're lying to you. Straight up lying to you. It's basically... Um, so unethical. The, the way they get away with this is they're not regulated. Gold dealers are not regulated. They're not subject to FINRA, the SEC. So they can pretty much say what they want, which is scary in its sense. Um, but they do. And they even get their ads on TV and serious radio and say all kinds of, of lies, like you can hold gold at home. You can't. Why? Because 408M clearly says it needs to be in the physical possession of a U.S. bank or, or trust company, like a depository. So that's a lie. So what about holding the metals or coins at a safe deposit box in a bank, right? So there's a lot of checkbook control, self-directed IRA LLC clients that have an LLC. They can go open a safe deposit box at Wells Fargo, for example. What happens if they stick the metals, not at home, but in a safe deposit box in the physical possession of a bank? What is the answer? Is that allowed? Well, it's a great, great question. Unfortunately, there's not an answer. There's no IRS guidance on this. Now, if you look at the letter of the law, an argument can be made that yes, if you put IRS approved coins or bullion in, the, in a safe deposit box, which is in a bank, clearly it, an argument can be made it satisfies the definition of physical possession. It's in a bank, it's physically there, it's not in your possession. Now, if the tax code said just possession or constructive possession, then maybe you wouldn't have a good argument because clearly you have constructive control over that box, right? You have the key as the IRA owner and as the manager of the LLC, you have technically constructive possession, even though it's physically in the bank, constructively you own the key, you hold it in your pocket. So you actually have control over it, but the code says physical possession. It doesn't say possession, it doesn't say constructive possession or constructive ownership. It says physical possession. So again, maybe as a lawyer, I'm coming at this, you know, very, you know, academically, but an argument certainly can be made that physically it's in the possession of a bank. Uh, again, the IRS could, could counter that and say, well, that's not really the intent of the rule. The intent of the rule is that it's actually physically uh, controlled by the bank or the depository, not you. But it doesn't say physical control, it says physical possession. So again, it's little risky. I always suggest my clients just hold the metals at a depository, they're insured, they're regulated, they're not going to steal your gold. And if they do, it's regulated. You will, they have insurance, okay? You will be protected. So that just doesn't satisfy everyone, unfortunately. And some people really wanna be close to the metals for good reasons. They uh, wanna have the comfort of knowing the metals are there, God forbid. So if you really are 
somewhat more aggressive, um, then yeah, I guess you can take the position that you can hold these IRS approved metals in a safe deposit box in the name of your LLC, not in your name, the safe deposit box in the name of the LLC. You pay for the fees in the name of the LLC and physically it's in the possession of the bank safe deposit box. I would take an inventory of that. I would take a picture. I would have a third party notarize that the metals are there. Maybe you want to do an inventory each year to prove you're not using them, but there's more responsibility and risk on you because again, you're in control or constructive ownership of that box, not the bank. So you do have more control over it um, for whatever that's worth. So just be cautious. It's certainly more safe to hold it directly in a depository without you constructively holding the key. Now there's some controversy out there. There's some people in the industry that says, and I think they take a super aggressive position that I do not agree with. They take the position that coins can be held personally. And they say that the way the tax code is written, it says that under A, A talks about coins. So it says any coin, which is under 408 MA. And then under 408 MB, it says any gold, silver, platinum, palladium, bullion. So they take the position that the physical possession requirement is under B. So since B talks about bullion, which they assume is bars, the physical possession requirement only applies to bars and not to coins. And that's wrong because coins can be bullion, as we know. And in fact, they almost have to be in order to be allowed to be purchased as a 408M regulated type of coin. So the position I take, the position I think most um, responsible people take and our South Dakota banking authority, which governs the trust company takes is that all Coins, all bullion, all IRS approved under 408M must be held in the physical possession of a US bank or depository. It doesn't make any sense that the IRS would allow you to hold coins in your pocket, which is even easier to hide and easier to take ownership of than hard, heavy bars. It makes no sense why the IRS would be like, yeah, no problem, Adam. You can take these American Eagle coins, just hold them in your pocket, Oops, maybe you'll spend them if you're you know, running short on rent this month. But those heavy bars, yeah, you got to leave them in a depository. It makes no sense. So clearly, I think the more responsible uh, position is that all coins, all IRS approved coins, all IRS approved bullion must be held in the physical possession of a bank or depository. Um, even though B, the physical possession requirements under B, B talks about bullion, doesn't necessarily mean bars, it could also mean coins because coins need to be of a bullion finesse. Um, so some people say, well, a silver coin that satisfies 5112E or a coin under the laws of any state, that shouldn't have that physical possession requirement because it's under A and not B. But I disagree with that. And I think the physical possession requirement really applies to all bullion, which really should cover all approved coins and metals. So anyways, that's in a nutshell. If you want to be super aggressive and you have a checkbook control, maybe you push the envelope and do a safe deposit box. I would not. I think it should be better held in a US, not a foreign. That's another thing. People try to hold this stuff in Canada or Switzerland. It, the rules are clear. US bank, US depository under state law. So do not hold retirement 
metals in a foreign country. That is not allowed and that could jeopardize the transaction and create a taxable event subject to penalty. So the one other thing is if you screw up, this is not a prohibited transaction. This is not a 4975 prohibited transaction. It's a transaction that violates 408M. So the penalties are lower. It's basically tax, 10% penalty. It's questionable whether the excise tax of potentially 15 to up to 100% would apply um, because it's not a prohibited transaction violation under 4975. Either way, why screw up? Hold these metals in a bank or depository, they're insured, they're protected, they're regulated. Um, it's the safer uh, approach. And that's uh, what I would suggest. There's also some cool options. There are some digital um, gold platforms and digital precious metals platforms where you can get access to gold or silver through a digital platform where you actually don't have to hold the physical gold, but you can own it digitally. So that's starting now. Obviously, you can buy gold ETFs too uh, at Fidelity or some other financial institution or bank if you just want to get access to the um, category of asset without actually holding it. So you got a lot of opportunities. There's some good, obviously, opportunities in gold. It's gone up uh, considerably this year. The downside is it doesn't generate any earnings, right? If you own a stock and there's a dividend or you own re rental property and you get rent or you, you do a hard money loan, you get interest. You have the principal on the loan plus the interest. On real estate, you have the asset appreciation plus the rental income. On gold, it just sits, right? You don't get any interest off the gold. It just goes up or goes down or stays flat. So it's a great diversification play. The play again is if there's inflation, it's a hard asset. If there's times of volatility, it generally retains its value, except it's been a very strange year. This is the first time really in history in COVID-19 that you have gold up, 10-year tre treasuries, and the stock market, right? Usually the stock market goes down and gold goes up. Here you have gold going up and the stock market, or at least NASDAQ going up, which generally doesn't happen. And, and you have 10-year um, treasuries at basically a half a point. Um, so it's a very strange time. I'm not sure what that means for gold lovers out there. I mean, it is a great um, uh, you know, accomplishment that gold has broken the 2000 mark for the first time ever. That's awesome. Some people think it can go to 4000, depending on what happens in COVID and inflation, uh, which is generally prevalent in our economy and the global economy because prices have gone up because of COVID and they're probably going to stay up. So anyways, um, it's out there. If you want to buy it, it has to be Iris approved, bullion quality, statemented, um, American Eagles or bullion quality coins and bullion bars. Hold it physically at a bank or depository. I would suggest not holding it in a safe deposit box if you don't have to. Must 100% do not hold it at your house. Do not hold it at your friend's house. Do not hold it under the bed. Do not bury it under in your backyard. That's not allowed, okay? So otherwise, it's up to you to decide if you want to buy gold or coins, but it's important that you know the rules on how to hold it because unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation out there, even on television, even on the radio, not just on the internet. So be cautious, listen to AdBits. I will give you the law as it appears in the code and hopefully help you become the best self-directed retirement investor you can be. So thanks for all the support. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Check out Adam Talks.
ad mail and um, stay safe and appreciate the support and talk to you soon. Thank you.